um, and decided that I'd had enough um, and decided that I was going to go out and ride my bike one day and not return, basically. Welcome to a new episode of Cranks at Dawn. My name is Hans Flinton Jensen, and I'm your host at this podcast. For today's episode, I've been talking to Nick Frendo. He's an avid cyclist living in London. And for about a year or so, I've been following Nick in social media. And the cool thing about that is that he isn't just painting only the happy picture of a cool cycling life. Nick is a mental health ambassador for Movember, and he has his own history of mental health challenges including two suicide attempts. And he's true to this in social media as well. You know, life is more than just happy days. Nick has managed to reach a large audience with this message around mental health and how to tackle it. Suicide attempts are much more frequent among men than women. And through cycling, Nick is reaching a lot of these people. It's incredibly inspiring to hear Nick share his own history and tell about the work he's doing. So make sure that you head over to his website and learn even more after you've listened to this episode. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much and welcome back to the podcast, Nick. Uh, how are you today and how uh, how was your Christmas considering all the tough restrictions and uh, and so on in the UK? It's, uh, it, it was, so I've had a, um, a pretty good Christmas. The the only downside is with the restrictions that we've got here, I've not been able to see friends or family. Um, so I can still exercise and I can still ride. Um, I can only ride with one other person, um, but that's okay because I'm, I'm not much for riding in big groups anyway. So so I've been riding lots. Uh, the weather's changed here. It's gone from you know quite mild to one minute it's raining. The, the next is frozen. So Uh, okay. Okay. I, I think I've seen that you are you are doing festive 500. Is that is that right? Yeah. It's I, I, it's hard to call it a positive, but because I can't see <laughs> friends and family this year, um, and I'm not traveling anywhere, um, I've actually had time to do uh, festive 500. And it's probably the first time ever. Mm, um, mm. So I'm. I think I've I'm about 300k into it. And I've got 170k rides to do on Wednesday, and then just a little bit to finish it off, which I'll either do tomorrow or or, or Thursday. So it sounds like you'll make it. Yeah, should do, should do. It's been uh, uh, probably the first year ever where I've actually had the time to do it. Um, yeah, I've never done Festive 500 myself for exactly the reasons that you mentioned there. That. You could say the, the the Christmas holiday is basically time you spend with family and so on. And, you know, going out riding for four hours every day isn't really, you know, what you want to spend your 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 holiday and your Christmas holidays for. So uh, so I've never been able to do it myself. But um, but it's good to see that you are, despite the conditions, uh, you know, doing okay. Uh, and, and Nick, can you can you just, you know, introduce yourself and a little bit how you got into cycling and, and what you're doing today? So I so obviously my name is Nick Frendo. Um, I've I've always ridden bikes since I was uh, I guess a kid. Uh, I started racing cyclocross when I was about eight year eight years old. Um, then got into mountain biking, 
Um, and then as I, I get grew up a bit, got a proper job, started a family, and cycling took a bit of a back seat. Um, and work got in the way of everything. So I guess in my 30s, I'm, I'm 46 now, and in my 30s, right, late 20s and 30s, I wasn't riding very much. Uh, and then I got back into it and back into mountain biking, I guess, probably, oh God, uh, properly, maybe 20 odd years ago. And I raced a bit of mountain bikes, uh, still a bit of cross. Um, and then started, I, I started working in retail, so in bike shops all over London. Um, and then probably about nine years ago, I started as a tour guide, um, started off mountain bike guiding, then got into road cycling holidays. That's kind of what I've been doing for the last, yeah, I guess 10 years, um, in and out of retail and tour guiding. Um, and then largely thanks to, I guess, COVID and Brexit, um, there is no tour guiding work for the, you know. The so, <laughs> it's uh, it's difficult times for yeah, sure. For everyone. And um, so I've, I've, I've not really had any work this year. Um, so I've largely focused on my mental health projects and raising money for November. Um, and I use cycling to talk about my experiences and and things that I've been through and I also share other people's stories through my website. So, so how do you, how do you do that? You say you use cycling to, to share your experiences. How do you feel that you kind of reach your audience, uh, particular through cycling? What is it with cycling that's, that's so good for that? So prior to, to me opening up about my experiences, when I was, when I was away guiding with people, you know, generally the kind of trips I was doing were, relatively high-end luxury type trips with mm. um you know kind of high net worth people who um were a bit alpha um you know very strong on the bike wanted to succeed you know influential so whether they were in finance or law or media and stuff like that and the strange thing i found when i was guiding so you might be on the road for a week or so is that people would open up to you Um, and start talking to you about their um, personal lives. And it might be that, that, you know, they say, oh, you know, I'm really stressed out because of this or I'm having trouble here or, you know, I'm, you know I had someone say, oh, talk to me about going through a divorce. And I, I gradually realized that, that cycling really does enable conversations and it encourages people to, to open up. Well, well, why do you think that is? There's, there's a whole host of reasons. Um, so I think what, one of the key reasons is that when you're, when you're cycling with someone, you're side by side and you're relaxed. Um, so it's not like you're sat across a table. Um, you're not necessarily being competitive. You might just be going along the road or up a climb. And it, it's, you know, it's very disarming and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really enables that, that kind of, um, You know, I'm, I'm quite a closed-off person. I don't, I don't. It's going to sound a bit weird, but I don't, you know, mm. I don't talk a lot, um, and I'm a bit of an introvert. But actually, when I'm on my bike or when I'm when I'm cycling, I can, I, I can really open up to people, and I and I've just found that you know because you're you're riding side by side, you might be you know just out the local loop, or you might be somewhere in Europe on these incredible climbs. Um, 
being on the bike, it just, I think it, it, it helps people to, to drop their guard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like a sport where, you know, obviously a lot of people um, use cycling as a sport. They might race and you don't get those opportunities when you're racing, I don't think. But mm-hmm. for me, I use cycling to, to travel. Um, and, you know, I might ride hard, hard up a climb, but I might be out for four, five, six plus hours side by side with someone and you'll just talk. Um, yeah. You might start yeah. talking about, you know, where you are or what kit you use or, you know, how nice someone's bike is or all stuff like that. But it, a lot of the time it actually turns into a far deeper conversation. Um, and I think it just enables people to to open up. Um, and I think it's brilliant for it. And, you know, a lot of people use cycling as an escape. So, you know, getting away from work and getting some headspace and, and relaxing. So, so it just enables. Um, yeah. And, and I think I, I can totally relate to, to what you say about, you know, being side by side. I think it, <laughs> probably that's more a male thing than, than for women that, you know, if you sit down, opposite each other, looking at each other, uh, it's, it's much more, you know, committing to to have a conversation whereas when you are side by side on the bike you know doing something else you you, you can the conversation is easier to 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 start and well, get, get think, going i don't think you know if i go out with a group of friends if you go out for dinner or go to the pub um you know you can have a nice evening you can talk you can have a laugh but i don't think it enables the conversations that you know being outside on the bike with someone does mm. Um, mm. so yeah i think you know, cycling for me really really does help not just uh, with conversations, but just, you know, my own personal state of mind. And um, it's really helped me get my message out there, um, as well, yeah. you know, because, you know, whether it's through social media or some of the videos I've done or my website, whatever I do. Um, and what, what exactly, you say, you say get your message, what, what, how would you say, what would you say that your message actually is? So I guess it goes back to... Uh, so in 2017, I attempted suicide twice. Um, I really struggled with my mental health, um, and I reached a crisis um, and decided that I'd had enough um, and decided that I was going to go out and ride my bike one day and not return, basically. Um, and since then, I pretty much... I guess been on a journey, you know, I, I got to that crisis because I wasn't talking to people about my problems mm, and I was mm. keeping everything to myself and not sharing. And, you know, I just got out of control. Mm. Um, and I found, you know, after the worst of it, um, I started talking and I started sharing and I started being more and more open about what my problems were and, and what was happening. And as as I did that, I started to feel an awful lot better. And I, you know, I still struggle. I still have moments where I, I get into quite a dark place. But I've, I've learned in the three years how to deal with it. Um, and the, it, the the simple way that you know it is just by talking to people, mm-hmm. um, whether it's professional help or my girlfriend or friends or family, things that I wouldn't have done three or four years ago. Um, I just find now that I, I can. I can really release the valve and all that pressure just by talking to someone. Um, and they might not have the answer and I don't expect them to have the answer, but you know, just having a bit of a release really, really helps me. And I've, and I've found that the more people I talk to, 
who are going through similar, um, everyone seems to come to the same conclusion that you know, they will try and deal with their problems on their own. And it leads them down a path which is quite hard to get out of. And you just, you just, it's really hard to cope. And yeah. you realize that, that um, being more open and talking to people takes a lot of pressure off. You know, it's, it's, you're never going to find a cure, um, but it's going to help. Um, and I just, that's kind of what I want to encourage in people and men in particular. You know, women are quite good at talking, whereas men aren't. And certainly in, in, uh, yeah, is it, am I right? I think I've seen somewhere that the, you know the rate, the suicide rate among men is much higher than among women. You know, so, globally, basically. Yeah. So, um, three out, um, three out of four suicides in the UK are male. Uh, yeah. So, um, although women will get, you know, more women will get help. So more women will go and see. Um, go and seek help and talk about their problems the numbers are far greater in women who will you know will be suffering with depression or anxiety or um or things like that but actually men will follow through with suicide attempts uh three times more than women mm, mm, mm. okay and do you think that uh, when when you combine this with cycling when you when you talk to people when at your cycling events and activities and when out riding with people You, you, you can say you you open up yourself and you get people to open up the other way, uh, in a much better way than you would have done just by you know talking to people uh, at, at their home or at the park. I mean, I, I mean, I've been I've been really open about my experiences for the last three years, um, and whenever I organize an event or or post anything, people already know about you know what I've been through and what I'm doing generally, um, and. You know, I did a I did a ride in November 2019 in Melbourne, and I was raising money for November at the time. And I hosted a ride, and 50 people turned up. I think it was. And as we were riding around Melbourne, I kind of, um, you know, would listen to the conversations that people were having, and because everyone was there. I guess they were there because they knew what I'd been through. They knew what the purpose of the ride was. It was it was you know, to encourage people to talk and to talk about my story. Um, mm. People were having very open and frank conversations with complete strangers, mm. um, and that's exactly the kind of yeah. thing that I, I want to happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And whenever I ride with anyone now, at the moment, the last two months, I've I've been cycling and trying to meet up with people as often as I can. Um, Because of you know we've we've been through lockdowns here. It's a it's quite a dark, not a great time. Either. Yeah, and how 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 would you? I mean, all COVID twenty twenty has just been been tough for all of us, yeah. I, I think, and it must have it must have been even tougher, you know, for for the suicide uh, attempts oh. rates must have gone up uh, massively. They have gone up. It's not a huge jump actually. Okay, um, they have gone up. Um, what's With what we're seeing is, is, you know, people that haven't struggled with their mental health before, because of isolation, because of lockdowns, because of you know, people, mm. people are experiencing things they've never experienced before. Mm. Um, so, so what I've been trying to do over the last couple of months, and I'm hoping to continue, is is really just encouraging people to check in with each other. So I might, 
you know, I might meet up with people with a coffee, but I can't, you know, I can't go to a cafe with them. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put a flask of coffee on my bike and I'll ride to their house and we'll sit outside and have a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, just check that they're okay and give them a, a friendly face. So um, how do you, when you say check in, how if someone listening or you know we all know people who from time to time struggle or seem to struggle we might not know for sure how would you recommend that we uh, that 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 i approach someone i'm not sure if they are okay or or not first, it's quite hard because often a lot of people who are struggling don't want to talk um so it's quite hard to actually get through sometimes um But the, the, all you can do really is is just let them know you, that you're there for them. So sending them a text or giving them a call or going for a ride and you know just saying, "Are you okay? Mm. How, how are you?" I, I, a lot of time people will just say, "I'm fine," and they'll want to shut that conversation down. But if you push a little bit harder and just say, "No, are you really okay?" Mm. Sometimes they'll open up, and it might take a while, but you know at least if you sow the seed that that you're there and you care. Um, mm, mm. know they've got someone and that's quite often all it takes mm, mm. Um, and you know, I want to encourage as many people as I can to you know just send a text or give give a friend a call or meet them for a ride go for a coffee whatever um, just make sure you check in from time to time and you know, back when I was really struggling I isolated myself and I didn't want to talk to anyone and I didn't want anyone to know so I hid behind my social media Um But now I realise that that was the worst thing I could have done, um, and you know, just by saying I'm not feeling very good at the moment, to, whether it's my girlfriend or my family or friends, letting people know my social media now, I'm far more honest. And if I'm having a bad time, I'll I'll put it out there and let people know, mm-hmm. um, because it helps me, not not because I'm looking for, you know, people to check in with me, but it just helps me you know, admit to myself that I'm not okay. And if I want to have a conversation with someone, I can. So, um, so yeah, really, just checking in with people is is vital, especially at the moment where you know they might be isolated. Yeah, and I was especially say that you say this about being honest on social media. I can and can definitely vouch for that when following you, you you get an honest picture. At least that it it comes across as very honest. So I, I would recommend our listeners to 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 follow you on social media to see. It's not always just you know smiles. Uh, it's a lot about bikes, which is great. <laughs> but but you actually you knew uh, I admire you for actually sharing uh, also the, the the dark times and that's you have, uh, you have to because you know it'd be very easy for me to portray um, some kind of you know cool cyclist lifestyle. That's what I used to do when I was traveling. You know, I might be in the Alps, I might be in Switzerland, or I might be you know in Spain somewhere or Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'd be putting photos of me having a great time, uh, and you know, just lying really, because at the time I was going through hell, um, and I was just projecting this image of you know how amazing life was when actually I would be you know get into my yeah. room in the evening and just cry, uh, or or you know just really really struggle, and um, I, I, a lot of people see social media is a, a negative thing it, it obviously it can be but for me um i find it almost cathartic at times that i can i can just put something out there and just say i'm feeling great and i want to help or you know i'm feeling really low at the moment and every now and then i'll just get a message from someone and it will it, it really really helps 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I know you're uh, ambassador for Movember, uh, and uh, you also have uh, your own uh, mental health project that you call Ascent. Yep. Can you can you tell us about that? Uh, so really, it all started because um, I wanted to I wanted to do a ride a few years ago to try and raise money for for charity, and I wasn't sure which charity. Um, and actually, I hadn't even told anyone what, I, what I'd been to at the time. Um, and I spoke to the team at November in London and just said, this is what I'm planning. You know, I'm going to, I want to ride across Europe. So I'm going to ride from the Ritz in the south of France, across the Pyrenees, then up the Alps through Switzerland, Italy, and down to Venice. Um, so the ride was 2,800 kilometers and 48,000 meters of climbing. Um, and I just said, I don't know how to go about raising money. I don't know, you know what 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 do I have to do? And they just gave me some advice. And and since then, which when did I launch that back in start of 2018? Uh, since then, I've done a number of different events. Uh, I'm, I'm currently doing one at the moment as well. Um, and it's just to raise awareness and raise money for a charity that I really really believe in. And then mm-hmm. I, I, off the back of that, I, I have my own website where I, I, I use as a platform to share my story, events, and uh, other people, uh, generally men, um, to try and get, you know, really try and get men to open up to. Uh, and how has the, what, what, what has the reaction been to you, or uh, especially the, the website that you have, the Ascend project and so on, with the stories from other people? What's, what's, the, what's the feedback that you have received? The most received? important thing that's happened from it for me, and you know, again, go back to my social media here as well. Um, when, you're, when you start, every person that shared their story, so whether it's a video I've done or written or, or kind of a photo journal type thing, Anytime anyone has done it, they've told me how good it's made them feel. Um, some people have had to admit to family before submitting. You know, they've had to say to their family that you know I'm writing this piece for a website, and there's things here I haven't told you, mm-hmm. um, and it's generally helped them. So, so you know, even if it goes nowhere, I'm, I'm not really bothered because I know that it's helped half a dozen people. You know, talk about their experiences already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to grow that. I want more people to to contribute to the website. I want more people to uh, share our social media, and I want more people to to talk about their experiences because at the end of the day, they might not be able to relate to what I went through and why I went through my experiences. But if there's a hundred or a thousand of us sharing our stories, then you know you should be able to relate to someone there and, and um, see common ground, which which will help. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, sounds interesting. Um, so one of the things that, that I mean, we hear, at least I do, hear from a lot of friends and people I ride with. They talk about mental health and uh, how how cycling helps them with mental health. Uh, but but I think we have to be honest that a lot of us, you know, we acknowledge that. Mental health is, is is something you need to to focus on and be aware of, but it it might be difficult for 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 people to relate to how difficult it can be. Yeah. If what would you say tell say to people who say, okay, yeah, it's, it's fair enough. People are struggling. People are having hard times. They are having uh, you know mental health is difficult. But for for me personally, it's 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 all right. 
so uh, it's easy to say, okay, pull yourself together. It's not that bad. Uh, what would you say? How how should people, you know, get, get get around this and say, okay, you know, understand that someone is actually having a much harder time than you can imagine? It's it's, it's really difficult. I mean, it, it, it's um, just by offering support and, and trying to encourage that person to open up. Um, you know, a lot of people I I talk to, uh, you know, very happy in their lives and uh, do really really well. Um, I find it hard to believe that people don't, on some level, have an understanding of how, how you know things can be difficult. And just because um, not everyone I talk to has been in the same position that I was, so mm-hmm. you know, I don't just want to be talking to suicide survivors. Um, it could be that someone is just struggling and a bit anxious about something. You know, mm. that person's got this. You know, that person needs help as well. They need a conversation and they need to talk. So it it can be on any level. And you know, whether you're stressed about something at work or um, or you know you are thinking of taking your own life, um, mm. it's. I think people can relate to it on some level, regardless. Um, so it is just about, you know, being open and talking. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I think it's an important, important message that, that, uh, be open and talk and also ask people, uh, you know, as, as you said, checking in. Yeah. That's, you know, um, that's as important, you know, looking after the people around you and realizing that they might be struggling, um, and there are people who refuse help. <laughs> you know, there are people who yeah. they won't admit that they're struggling be- because of, uh, I guess, how men are brought up to, to be strong mm. and be the breadwinner, as it were. Um, mm. But at least if they know that people care and people realise that they're not quite right, then you know, it it really really helps. And it's not just those that are struggling that I want to encourage to talk. It's those that aren't struggling just to be more aware of what's going on around them. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. This has been uh, interesting. It's interesting to to hear uh, your own story and, 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 and what you're doing. Uh, so I want to thank you very much for, for coming to the podcast here and, and share that with us. And I want to wish you all the best of luck with uh, with uh, with your future, you know, activities and the Ascent project and so on. And of course, also the the remaining part of Festive 500 that you're in right now. Yeah, no, thanks for having me.